after any event, project, program, or action, are you typically just ready to move on to the next thing? You put so much time, effort, and energy into it that you just want to be done with it. Taking the time to consider the lessons learned can be a valuable exercise if you are willing to do it. We will discuss lessons learned from two years of this show, why it matters, and more on this edition of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. You know, we still haven't redone the introduction. I know. I know. It's a lesson learned. It's a... <laughs> Although it's a I must, I do have to say, you were, you seemed a little, uh, I'm not quite sure the right word today in that little, your little ditty at the beginning. I'm pensive today. Uh, maybe that's why. It seemed like, like your shoulders were a little tight and not as, I got a, I got a lot going on up here. A lot, lot in my head today. And it's National Pie Day. It is National Pie Day. There's a lot of numbers going on in National Pie Day. There's no doubt about that. Excellent. Well, let's get right to it then. Since you've got a lot on your mind, let's let's see if we can unwrap what's And I just inside. realized I didn't bring my book close by, so I got to get up for a second. I'll be back. I'll have myself. Or I'll just chat with people as Bob goes and finds his book that he doesn't keep right near his desk. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast, where we have a discussion around a topic. This week's topic is lessons learned. And today we're going to talk about why they matter. And before we get to that, though, we, we would hope that as we have this discussion, if you have things you'd like to share, please feel free to share it in the comments because we know that it adds to the value of our show. And there might be someone listening or watching who that's exactly what they are looking for. And at the end, Bob and I will each offer our one thing for today's antidote. And if you have something you would like to share around our topic, please feel free to share that as well. As we know, again, that that will help not only us, but others who are paying attention to it. If you happen to be listening to the podcast where you are unable to comment, uh, please feel free to join us in our Ring of Renegades Facebook group where we will be having conversations about lessons learned all week. And there's a great opportunity for you to chime in and be a part of that conversation. And if you are listening to the podcast, we would love for you to share that with someone else. Someone else might be going through the same thing and are not quite sure of how to understand the lessons learned from every action that we take. So we would encourage you to share that with them. That might be exactly what they're looking for. We would also love it if you could rate our show because that helps others find it. And Bob, how should they rate our show? Uh, five stars would be lovely. Just five. Just five. That would be great. That fits. And if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, link uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn Live. LinkedIn Live. Uh, we welcome your comments. And we will uh, share them with the audience as they come up. 
So now that we have done all of that, let's dive into what we do at the start of every show. We open it up with our celebrations. What are you celebrating today, Bob? I am celebrating that it is a new day, a new week, which means there are new possibilities and anything is possible. Anything? Anything. I'm embracing the opportunity of a new week. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's a great celebration. How about you? Well, so mine's a little, I am celebrating the fact that, uh, so Saturday here in Baltimore, we had some not so great weather and I was out and about, yeah, I had, uh, I had something that I had to do when I was out and in my trusty Subaru Uh oh. and I was about 500 yards from home and where I live, there is uh, a lot of open fields. Oh boy. They have corn or whatever. And because <laughs> oh there was so much wind, it was blowing. And I came up over a rise that had a little turn to it, and my front wheels started to slide. And before I knew it, uh, the back end of my car hit a telephone pole, which was oh. uh, yeah, not fortunately Were you hurt. No, I was not hurt. I really it didn't hit it. So like I went by it and I think as I was trying to straighten out the back end just sort of bumped it. So like the telephone pole wasn't really damaged, maybe a little cut out of it, tiny bit. How's your car? Now the two back panels on the passenger side are going to be going for some collision repair, unfortunately. (laughs) What I am celebrating though is that I was safe. There were two other people off the road before me and they were safe as well. Uh, So I'm just celebrating that you know, sometimes things happen that we don't expect. And uh, as long as we are able to come out okay from them, that's what truly matters. So, and because of the weather, that meant that Sunday was not so nice, but I was supposed to be around a lacrosse tournament all day. It was canceled. So I got to go down and watch my wife officiate in North Carolina and then drive her back from her event. So, all in all. let you drive after you crashed your car? (laughs) That was brave of her. <laughs> well, she had spent the morning running around on a lacrosse field, so or the midday. So I okay, it was easier for me to drive, and she could just she could just ride. So, so yes, that's my celebration. Okay. Interesting weekend. Well, yeah, you didn't tell me about that beforehand. You caught me off guard. Usually, usually the highlights reel comes in advance. Today, not so much. So no, we didn't. We didn't. I wasn't here very early, so we didn't have a whole lot of time for that. Okay. So, Tom, as we've been doing, I'd like to read a sentence from the marvelous book, The Renegade Way. You can look it up, find the author and get your own copy. And this is a real simple sentence that anyone could write at any time, but it it speaks to me at the moment. Help Help is often in front of our eyes. And what I would say to that is I used to think that help was far away. And as I've gotten older and more mature, I realize that help is really right there in front of our eyes. So if you're struggling with the problem right this moment, the odds are the solution to that problem or the person that could help you figure it out is right in front of you. They don't, they're not miles away. They could literally be the person in the next cubicle. They could be your boss. They could be a colleague. They could be a friend. They could be someone who you met at a networking event. It's just a matter of asking for that help. I like that. Good. Very good. All right, renegades, go out and 
if you're struggling with something, the answer may lie in what is directly in front of you. I love it. All right, Bob. So this is a special week for us. Yes. It's interesting. I was I was peering at Facebook while I was waiting for the game to start yesterday. And it's now that time that uh, memories are popping up from two years ago of when the world kind of uh, changed a little bit. A little. And, a little. And at the same time, so did our world. And so this, and I can't remember the exact day that we had the conversation, but I, I think it might have been on the 15th. I'm not sure. I think uh, it was two days before we actually started. Oh, so maybe the 17th. Pretty sure. It was so, so on March 19th, 2020, Bob and I went into Facebook and through Zoom, I think at the time, I can't really even remember, and did a our first Facebook Live. No, it was Live. just on Facebook Live. No, I guess we had to use Zoom because we wanted to both be on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were trying to figure out how to do that. And so Bob and I had our first episode of today's antidote. Maybe on the 19th, we should play that first episode. Oh. Or burn it, one of the two. <laughs> Either way. So what we wanted to do this week is have a conversation around a little bit around lessons learned from the two years that we have now done over 530 episodes of today's antidote. And it has expanded to other things like our Facebook group, uh, our Renegade Success Network, being on multiple social media channels at this point, uh, books or a book and one in progress. And many other things, workshops. Two in progress. Two in progress. That's right. Bob is also working on a book. So plenty has happened after that first action that we took. And so we thought we would talk about that and share a little bit of our lessons learned this week. And I thought, as I was thinking about, you know, what would the subtopics be? It'd be great to talk about why it's important, what the value is really, why it matters that we should go back and try to understand lessons learned and not just keep moving forward. So do you want to kick us off in that conversation or would you prefer? Sure, Tom, this is something you brought to me, this whole idea of lessons learned. You've really applied it almost universally to things that we do together and things I do. You know, If I give a presentation, we talk about it afterwards or the next day, you're always like, well, what went well? What didn't go well? What, what would you do differently? You know, all those things. And I think the lesson learned from that is really valuable. I think that's accelerated my growth in a lot of ways. It's also made me step back and think more holistically about things. And I was thinking over the weekend that not only do I do that after each thing now, but I actually, as I'm doing things, those questions are percolating in my head. It's like, oh, what's going well here right now? What's not going as well as I expected? Not as planned. That's not I the know. question we ask. A question. I like, I, you I can like, choose. I like, to ask. I like to see Tom get frustrated by the questions. Well, it's because here's the thing, and I think this is why I think it's it's so valuable, uh -huh. is that you we don't ask what didn't go well. We know that. I mean, those are always there. And once we start doing that, that's all a reflection based on what it was our our expectations, right? then mm -hmm. determines on how, whether it went well or not. And that just leads to judgment. And I think that that's one of the different opportunities we have is after each action, we can judge it by the results that we got in that moment, or we can decide to just understand what can we learn from it. And I've chosen, and I think you have as well, and understand mm -hmm. some of the value of it, of focusing on the lessons learned. 
so that as we move forward, we can use those lessons that impact our knowledge, experience, and perspective to think a little differently <clears throat> about it, maybe act differently the next time we have an opportunity to do something similar, or we could be doing it all over again. You know, as you talked about, we do it after presentations. And so often you give a presentation and then you have the opportunity to do it again. And each time you do it is going to be different because there are going to be different people in the room. You're probably going to use a slightly different words unless you have memorized the whole script. And the questions that are going to come up are going to be different. So each experience is unique. And if we take the time to understand some of the lessons that we had within it, we can then help us as we go to do that the next time. Or if we're just doing another presentation, we can take and think about, okay, what, what might I do differently? And then apply that as we move forward. It's an opportunity for us to grow. If you think of a team meeting, if you have your weekly meeting every week and you just do the same thing every week, first of all, it's going to get really stale. Second, it's not going to grow organically. It's not going to grow the way it probably could. And third, you're going to lose people because they're just going to come in and be like, here it is. Okay. Same old, same old. And I think if you think of our program over the last two years, if we watch the first episode, I think we'd see echoes of where we are today, but we've come a long way. We've figured out how to present information more clearly, more succinctly. We've focused it more because we've done these questions repeatedly. We've, we've been through this. We've been through this process countless times. We don't even say it anymore. It's just like, hey, what about this? Why don't we try this? You know, we, we've been trying the book uh, quotes rather than the celebration, the national celebration. That wasn't, hey, it was bad. It was just, hey, maybe this would resonate in a different way. And I think that's what we often forget is that we have the power to make changes and the changes often come because we have more knowledge, experience and perspective. If we take that knowledge, experience and perspective from the prior events, if we don't, if, we, if you and I give the same presentation, no matter what the group is, word for word, same cadence, you know, and I know after about three times, no one's going to care because it's not going to register the way it needs to. And that's true of a presentation. It's true of a sales call. Every single sales call I've ever done is different because you're talking about two or three or sometimes six people. They're all different than the last group. The last person was really funny. This person's really serious. Last person was really distracted. This person is really engaged. The last time they were all set to buy, this time they're not really interested. Those are all the variables. And I think what this uh, lesson learned idea is, is really looking at the variables and trying to learn from how we handle the variables. Because if you think about it, the lessons learned tend not to be consistent. The, the things are consistent throughout. It tends to be the things that were a little different, like, wow, this group was really engaged. And I found that I didn't get through my presentation because I had a lot of questions. Uh, this group really liked the joke or they really loved the activity. But after that, they fell flat. This sales discussion went really well. They were really engaged and they were following everything I was saying and they were asking all the right questions. It felt like we were in sync. This one person didn't say a word. Five minutes in, they're like, is, so is that all you have? It happens, right? I mean, that's absolutely the, that's the reality. And we can't know what that other person 
how they're going to react to what we're doing. And I think this is a chance to factor in their reactions and take the lessons from the reaction, not the results. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned over the last two years is not to worry about the results as much. Even though the results, if you're doing a sales call, the goal is to sell. But unfortunately, you don't control that. That's on the other person's side. And I think once I made that distinction, that makes this lessons learned much more valuable. Well, and results can change. I think that's the other thing that's that's important that I like to try to keep track of is that results can change. You know, you can you can do the exact same presentation to two different groups or the exact same call to and the results. You can get different results. And that doesn't mean that that's always the end of it. You know, unless and even if somebody slams the phone on on you before you even get a chance to say your name. That's one result. It doesn't mean that's necessarily going to be a result the next time if you reach out in a different manner. Or if you do something different ahead to let the person know that you might be calling and not just catching them when you're available, not necessarily when they happen to be. Yeah, it could be a lesson learned, right? It. It, it could, the lesson learned could be as simple as, boy, maybe I shouldn't be calling people Friday at 4.55 p.m. expecting them to want to do a sales call. And other people don't want to pick up the phone and have a sales call. Right. Unless they know it's coming that they have scheduled a time for it so that they are prepared. They're not in the middle of it thinking the call could be just about anything. And they took away from where they were to now what they are doing. And again, they could feel frustrated by the fact that this is how you are choosing to uh, connect with them in the time that they have to give. And I think it's so easy to take whatever, whatever the results are and then just judge ourselves by them or judge the results. And typically the results are not what we expect. And then I think, as we've talked about, I think numerous times on this show is that the judgment doesn't allow us to see how we might do differently. Cause someone might respond, oh yeah, this is great. I love whatever it is you're presenting. I wanna buy it. Okay, great. You hang up the phone and you're like, sale made there. All right, let me get the paperwork all together, whatever. And then the next time you send it to them, they change their mind something else happens that you couldn't control and now they are going to act differently so the results that you thought you had are now not what you had and i think to try to live the up and down world of results is difficult and when rather than using the more steady sometimes up and down world of how do i learn from this you know, I had a call on Friday night, I had a lacrosse game. Some people know, many people know that I've talked about this, that I officiate women's lacrosse. And there was a call that I made that I had a lot of questions about when I made it or didn't actually, I didn't make a call. And, and I wasn't certain about it. Well, of course I came home and my wife happened to watch it and she asked me a question about it. And I said, yeah, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I had differing opinions on it. And then I went back and watched it. And now I have a different opinion on and thinking about, so I could beat myself up for not making that call. Or I could take the moment and say, Hey, you know, there's a lot going on. There was some contact. There was another player involved. There was my angle might've been different. Being on the ground is different than the camera angle from up above. And so I just take away as, okay, I would, if I had the chance to do it all over again, which we never do, I might have acted differently. 
So now the future opportunity is when I see that a similar thing happen, I might look at something differently. And I might consider some other things when I make a call or not make a call based on it. And I think that allows me to not, one, beat myself up in the moment. Because I could have easily walked away from that and felt like, oh, man, I really missed that and spent the next five minutes questioning every call I made. Or I could just go on and say, hey, you know what? There's another a next step to take and I need to take it. And I'll go back and try to learn from that later and then figure out how I apply it when I go forward. And it allowed me to move forward in that game, not get caught up in. Yeah, that might not have been the right call. I think it also gets away from the uh, challenge of, oh, that was great or that was horrible, you know, because that's not really actionable. Oh, Tom, I gave the greatest presentation ever. There's not a lot of growth coming from that statement. Mm -hmm. But if it's, you know, Tom, it was great presentation, but this this worked really well. But this thing, I might have to play with this a little bit because just didn't register the way I thought it would. And I think when we when we can break it down that way, that's where the opportunities lie. That's where I think if you look at people who have success, they're the ones who break the things down and figure out where they can improve, constantly improving, not resting. You know, you hear the people who make a million dollars and you're like, oh, man, if I made a million dollars, I just stop working. Most of the millionaires I've met, they don't stop working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, OK past that now i'm trying to figure this thing out and they're they're not geared towards the money they're geared towards accomplishing the thing whatever that thing is and i think that's a different animal than what we commonly think of because we're you know and we and it starts in school right because we're all trying to get a's and we're focused on the result the result is get an a get the best report card get on the dean's list have perfect attendance Often, though, if you look at students, because I've taught a number of students, the students who have the most growth are the BC students because they have to really work to figure things out. And the A student who doesn't have to do any homework and just gets their A's, they're not thinking it through. But the person who gets a C on a paper, boy, I've had many students who see on the paper, they'll come into your office and be like, okay, what do I need to do to do better? And that's where you start having that discussion. And I think we we move away from that more and more because it's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable to have to, to say that I'm not perfect at what I do. You know, think about it. You and I go up on stages all the time and talk. If we admit that we're not perfect, some people would be like, I can't believe you do that in the first place. Other people would be like, you're amazing. I could never do that. But once you get into the inner game, you start to realize that there are nuances that can help you improve and change how you do things, just like with officiating. I know your level of knowledge of officiating now is far greater than it was two or five years ago. And that's the constant opportunity that we can choose or not choose. That's a choice we make. Yeah. And we we stop getting comfortable with the results that we gain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that one of the things that's always interesting, you know, again, to go back to your student level is when you're getting A's, you just think, OK, I understand it completely. And sometimes that causes you to not feel as to make additional steps to be prepared for something that's asked a different way or a uh, uh, equation that is not 
the way you've seen it before, even though some of the techniques might be the same. Because you stopped learning, thinking you had the answers, you might miss a future question that will cause you to not get something right, which will then be an opportunity for you to say, if you choose to say, okay, well, not only what did I learn in this equation or this question, what did I learn about all the A's that I had before? And was there something within that that I could have looked at differently that might've made a difference? Your dog right, started early. The dog is barking. So now it's time for us to talk a little bit about what's your one thing? I think my one thing is that it's worth it to look at the lessons that you can learn, You, but you have to make that conscious choice. And one of the things for me that I've realized is it's hard for me to learn the lesson right after I do something. I need a cooling down period. I need a little gap between what I've done and the time to analyze it. Because in that first couple of moments, I'm hypercritical. And if I have an hour or two, like if you ask me after I do a presentation how to go, I'll say it was fine. And I can tell you 10 things that I did wrong. If you give it an hour, then I'm like, well, this worked really well. This didn't go so well. So I think having that, knowing yourself and knowing that whether you can do it right in the moment, right after the moment, or if it, you need that cooling down period. I, I know someone who needs a day before you can have any kind of feedback and that's fine. But getting that feedback, going through that process is really valuable. How about you? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think my one thing is we have a lot going on, all of us in our lives. And it can be so easy to just go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I know I was in a couple of jobs where that I didn't really have a whole lot of time to do that. And the feedback that we got was very anecdotal. We didn't really do the deep dive into, you know, it was because I did a lot of events. It was, oh, the food was really good. The venue was great. The, you know, all that stuff that is just superficial and anecdotal, not the deep dive into, huh, you know, some people said they, they struggled to find the place. Maybe we need to look at our directions and how do we prepare them and share them. Um, you know, other things that might be like, you know what, people, someone said, well, I thought the speaker was a little long. I'm like, okay, well, that's information. And that's, again, anecdotal. But if you were talking, or if you were talking about, they said they were going to talk about this. And they really didn't dive that deeply into it. Or I had more questions and would like to learn more about this piece of it and maybe a little less about something else. I think it's just an opportunity to take all of that feedback and then figure out how to go forward and not just take that feedback and be like, oh, we messed up or, oh, it was amazing. And I think so often that that's what we want to do is just be like, judge it based on the immediate results and move forward not really thinking about how do we do it differently. And I think the other thing I've found is that this mindset allows me to not have to worry about much of a cooling down period at all. As I just see it as I did what I did and I don't judge it. And then I try to go back and say, all right, well, I asked my three questions that we'll talk about later this week and I move forward. And so it allows me to take my next step quicker, which for me on the lacrosse field is important. Mm -hmm. Is if you start questioning everything or judging it based on the fans reaction, a coach's reaction, the player's reaction, your partner's reaction, you can get lost in that easily. And then you'll miss the next call 
and not really be able to move forward. And now you just snowballs into this thing where I think I, I'm now at a point where like I did the best I could do with what I had in front of me and what I had inside of me. And I'm going to continue to do that. And then at the end of this, I'm going to go back and look at it. And, and I think that has allowed me to be at a very different level, even keel throughout, which, you know, not that it's not good to have emotion or it's not, there's not benefit in all of that. I think sometimes there's, we let the emotion and because of the results uh, get in our way of being able to take the next step. Uh, we have a comment here from my sister, Beth. Good morning, Bob and Tom. Good morning, Beth. Good topic for this morning. Sometimes it's hard to look at yourself and admit to change it for the good. You may be stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think, I, I don't know if it's as much stubborn as it is, this is what we've always done, or this is what we've always expected. Right. And so that becomes a, a big part of our habit or our routine. And And I think once we get used to doing that, and I think that's one of the challenges of when we get used to judging our results, it's easy to, to continue to judge and not be able to step back and take the time to think about what are the lessons learned. And, you know, I think stubborn is a good word for it. And I think it's also just that's what we know. That's what's real for us. Mm -hmm. It's what we have been doing. And it's easier to continue doing that than to try to interrupt the cycle and do something differently. Nice, nice. You want to wrap this puppy up? We've talked All right, a everyone. Thanks so much for being a part of it. I hope that as you walk away, you can see why, what the value is or why it matters to understand the lessons that you learn from any action or thing that you do so that you can figure out how to take your next step quicker and move forward. Those are the people that we are gathering inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group. And if you are not yet a member, we'd love to have you be a part of that. Just go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades and then ask to join and you can become a part of our growing community where we're helping people take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside that Ring of Renegades Facebook group or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you and embrace the new day and the new week and happy pie day. Happy pie day. Maybe go out and have a piece of pie. No, it's the other pie. It's the oh, numeric that's right. pie. It's the 3.1415, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. whatever yeah. else. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.